0: What's going on everybody? Uh, Welcome back to the Marvel Roundtable on this week's edition. We are back into Disney Plus and it is holiday season as we follow our favorite bow and arrow Avenger uh, as we explore the origins or rather the the complicated backstory of Ronan and Clint Barton but also embracing the future with Kate Bishop as we take a look at the Disney Plus show Hawkeye on this week's edition of the Marvel Roundtable. everybody! Welcome back to the Marvel Roundtable right here on the Horny Goat YouTube channel and of course the Horny Podcast Network where you can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. It of course is the Marvel Roundtable where we deep dive into every single movie and Disney Plus show uh, that is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course this installment as you heard from the top of the program we are talking about Hawkeye which is going to be one that uh, I'm personally looking forward to and I know it's been a hot minute since it's been about almost a month since we reviewed uh, Eternals so we're, we're definitely getting back in the swing of things here here on the round table but of course i am not alone i am mr marvel 613 joined here by my wonderful colleagues of the horny goat crew i got with me the tattooed mama herself uh heather and of course everyone's favorite bear from upstairs canadian basement what's up fam nothing much it's just <laughs> Wendy's singing out there for some reason <laughs> the start of a horror movie uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect way to kick off this this marvel round table um it's been a while. Obviously, we've had a lot of things going crazy with us uh, in terms of just scheduling and stuff. I was just absolutely fucking exhausted yesterday, which is why I wasn't able to just get. The, I was like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna do Hawkeye. We're gonna do Hawkeye." And then, like, we got closer to time, like, "I'm not gonna make a...
1: <laughs> battery <laughs> system low." <laughs> like Kirby
0: Runner's face. Every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, we'll get there. Uh, of course, if you guys want to join in the conversation, join us live here on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash horny Or, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, like I mentioned before, and leave a comment. Uh, we will be trying to read some of your guys' uh, thoughts and feedbacks as we proceed uh, through this Disney Plus show. So once again, we're back to Disney Plus. It is a six-episode premiere of uh, Hawkeye, which, I'll be honest, this one um, – you know, going into it, when obviously uh, Disney and Marvel announced all these, like, ooh, new Disney Plus shows, there was obviously some that were more interesting than others. Hawkeye, there really wasn't a whole lot of, like, hype <laughs> going into it. It's, it's, it. There wasn't really much, like... Excitement, Other than the fact that we were probably going to get Kate Bishop, uh, who in the comics is basically the protege and the next person to take up the Hawkeye mantle. Um, but we're going to break down all of it, of course, uh, here on this review. And I guess we'll start things off with the with the general consensus of between uh, – I'll start with, uh, of course, Heather and Basement. Without going into too much spoilers, overall thoughts on the Hawkeye series now that it's been like a month since we watched it. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Basement's a smart one. He waits until like two or one or two days before the show and then minutes. he watches the shows. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I um, did but... actually finish one show. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was going to say,
0: wasn't there one we reform- like, just finished this, right? right, Like 30 <laughs> minutes before we hopped on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so good.
1: For me, this show was. Oh, I think I fucked my shoulder up moving that bookcase today. Um, this show was one of the better shows that they have put on for me. There were are there some things especially towards the end that are just like how? But
0: overall I still enjoyed it. I'm kind of in the same boat with you on that one Heather but uh, Baseman since you just finished this two seconds ago what, what did you think <laughs> of what did you think of overall your thoughts on Hawkeye?
2: It does have certain problems overall though i th- I found it enjoyable. I do think I agree um and we'll get into it, but like I felt the show very s- not great at the beginning. The middle of the show is incredible, <laughs> and the ending is kind of the better than the beginning. I'll give it that, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's I,
0: still I, like it's a it's a good show it's a fun I, show i i get I get where you're both coming from in terms of like if you're looking at this like a show. It's it's a little like <laughs> it's a really fucked up way to say this, but yes, if you're looking at it as a show, like episode to episode, it's a bit rough in the sense of like the flow is a little bit off. Uh it is uh it's not as smooth as others or other shows that have been out there, even like non Marvel ones. Um to me though, this is what I thought the Disney Plus shows were going to be in the sense of not heavy. But enough stuff there that, like, you could—that um, you got something out of it, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like—oh, it wasn't like—I um, I mean, Jesus, you look at some of the other shows that we've had so far, you know, in Disney Plus, we've had WandaVision. That's a fucking uh, therapist session waiting to happen. You had Falcon and Winter Soldier, which had a lot of political drama, but you also had a fucking new Captain America. You had two new Captain Americas at the end of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Loki. We've already talked about Loki, um, so this was definitely a lot more subdued compared to the other Disney Plus counterparts. And to me, when they were announcing, "Oh, this is the concept of um, uh, we're we're introducing these Disney Plus shows to complement the movies," Hawkeye to me kind of fit in my mind what I thought the shows were going to be like in terms. I of, agree. You, you know, what I mean, like they were they were just enough. To, to keep you interested. They weren't like over the top crazy, but it had enough like elements to it that it's like, yeah, it was it was it was very I wouldn't say middle of the road, maybe a little bit better than middle of the road, but definitely not like, oh my God, you have to see Hawkeye. Not no no disrespect to, to um to 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 Jeremy Renner there or any any of his wonderful shots that he has. Well
2: I I I feel like with um with the idea of Disney plus doing shows and characters that don't get enough screen time on the big screen and need that development, the idea for Hawkeye. And I I really think black widow should have been a show too. The idea would be essentially to give them more. They kind of, they kind of do it, but they kind of fail at it Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. This is, it follows that trope again, where Disney just seems to use the old guard to introduce the new guard. Don't, like again, it's a Hawkeye, but it's not really. It's Hawkeye. more Kate Bishop's show than it is Hawkeye's.
0: It is. I mean, I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind it concept. that much yeah. in this one.
2: Yeah. and this one, it like it, it pissed me off a lot more in Loki. Yes. Because she was boring as shit. Kate Bishop is actually a more interesting character.
1: I mean, where with female this Loki one, they,
2: is just not for me.
1: All right. If this one, if they had just changed the title to Hawkeye's Apprentice. It would have made it so much more different.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I'm more forgiving of this one
0: yeah. than
2: most of the other ones that have done it. To be honest,
0: well, it's funny because they never really call him Hawkeye up until this. No, point, it's always right? Clint. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's one of those yeah. like inside like where we're never going to really call him Hawkeye, but. But no, I um, I I still thought it was fun. I still thought it was like a very like it's definitely not the best Disney Plus show they've done by any stretch of the imagination. But I'll damn say it's definitely not the fucking worst one they've done either. So, oh, God. But uh, man, I got a horrible cough. Um, but we'll get there. In I a can't second. wait for that one. Yeah, I think we all. I think we all can. The,
2: the one blessing is that show is like ten minutes long.
0: Yeah. Oh mean, With yeah. With
2: a forty-minute runtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> for some reason. Shout out to uh, of course our good friend Tim and help be belated to uh, Alpha joining us in the chat. What's up, Alpha? Hope your uh, hope your birthday went as well as uh, as as uh, as it could possibly be. So cheers to you, my friend. Um, so we're gonna get into the thick of things with Hawkeye and uh, talk about it. Of course, uh, we are getting really really close to catching up with with Marvel shit, which is a little scary. It, it is a little intimidating the fact that we started this roundtable discussion at the beginning of 2022. And if our math is right, by the time we reach the end of phase four we'll have been caught up, which is just fucking absurd to me, but uh I, I more applaud my friends for me for uh sticking up with me and me dragging them through every single Marvel uh property. And, and I know you're like, Oh no, it's fun. I'll ask that again when we get to She Hulk. So uh <laughs> with that being it's said fun for a completely different reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick there's not much as far as the pre-production side uh, They did announce obviously back in uh, September of 2018 that Marvel's w- uh, Studios was developing several limited time series for its parent company Disney streaming service Disney plus to be centered on second-tier characters from the MCU. Uh, who would not and were likely uh, unlikely to star in their own films, kind of like exactly what Baseman said earlier. Uh, By April of the next year, development of, of an adventure series starring Jeremy Renner as his MCU film character, Clint Barton, had begun. The plot was expected to follow Barton as he bequeaths the mantle of Hawkeye onto Kate Bishops. However, Kevin Feige was set to produce the limited series, uh, Renner had originally signed on to star in a standalone feature film focused on his character, but agreed to star in the series instead after Feige decided to redevelop the project for Disney Plus. Um, the pro- executive producer explained that the six-hour series gave Marvel more room to explore Barton's backstory, introduce Kate Bishop, and develop dynamic between the two characters that appeal to fans of the comics, all of which would have been restricted by a two-two-hour uh, film runtime. Feige officially announced Haw- Hawkeye, of course, at San Diego Comic Con in July. Later on. I one hundred percent agree with everything about that. I think mm-hmm. that g- given what we get and given, like I said, th- th- this show to me was, and in some cases still is, a great like, st- like standard of like if you're gonna do this, this is the way you should do. it, Especially with like the second tier characters like Hawkeye or whatever. Um, I have nothing to disagree with that. I think that that was a smart move because I don't think a hawk. Look, I like, I like, uh, I-, I like Jeremy Renner. I think this at is Tom Angles. Listen, we talked about this. Uh, I think uh him I, I think them doing the series far better than doing a, a movie of Hawkeye. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I mean, there's not there is a lot they could have done with the Hawkeye character in movie form, but at the same time, it wasn't needed. Yeah. It really wasn't needed. It's just a short TV series is all that was needed to finish Hawkeye's story, essentially, because it's after Black Widow, and it's
0: him coping with it. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect, really. There's enough elements in there that, that you can interweave between, like, Kate Bishop developing into her own, him dealing with the Ronin shit, him dealing with Natasha. Like, there was there There's enough elements to it that keeps it like going to me anyway well enough. I'm not saying it's perfect. We'll get there, but there was enough yeah. of it that like <laughs> there's enough of it that had me interested just to ride them amount of, like it was just the right amount of time i I'm gonna say
2: like these all of the side plots were interesting enough in some cases more interesting than the main plot (laughs) which i I, I mean i'm pretty sure there was all it it felt like a bunch of side plots the whole show which is fine because most of them were done pretty well like like there's so much good about the show that it kind of i kind of hate like dogging on it but like i have to in some cases uh especially with the main plot um that to me was the weakest part of the show which is that it somehow did not destroy the show
0: no no but uh, yeah, there really wasn't other, much other in terms of the pre-production stuff. So that being said, let's get into uh, this. I have a feeling this is going to be another short review because these these episodes do kind of blow by. And there's only six episodes, but let's get into it. We'll start off with uh, episode one, which is known as Never Meet Your Heroes, which, by the way, just for the record, I never really went into this too deep into other of the Disney Plus shows. Sometimes the Disney Plus like episodes, of uh, the names of the episodes are kind of meh. Some of them are funny Fucking fantastic. And I think this is yeah. one of the series that like really did a good job with the names of the episodes. But anyway so episode one, I'll barrel through this synopsis real fast. During the Battle of New York in twenty twelve, a young Kate Bishop is saved from a Chitari warrior by Clint Barton. Ain't that convenient. But her father, Derek, is killed in the chaos. Great way to kick off a great story. Uh, I love how all that happened, by the way. the actor that was her father. Oh, God, yeah. I wanted to punch him in the throat. (laughs) Following Derek's funeral, Bishop vows to become a hero to keep her and her mother, Eleanor, safe. In the present day, Bishop has become an experienced archer, martial artist, and fencer. One incident at her college had her trying to use an arrow to ring a bell in her college clock's tower... Uh, caused it to collapse as she get caught by campus security. Why do I feel like that's going to be something that Wendy does in the future? She later visits I... Eleanor for Christmas, where she had to punish uh, Bishop by deactivating her credit cards until further notice while persuading, uh, persuading the college's dean not to expel her. In addition, Bishop discovers her engagement to Jack Duquesne. Uh, at a charity auction gala, Bishop becomes suspicious of Duquesne and his uncle Armand the Third because those don't sound like suspicious names. Uh, following them into a secret black market auction featuring items recovered from the wreckage of the Avengers compound where they both bid on a sword belonging to the brutal vigilante Ronin. Suddenly, a group of mass thugs known as the Tracksuit Mafia breaks into the auction and takes the attendees hostage in search of a mysterious watch. Jack uses the chaos to steal the sword, while Kate uses uh, dons the Ronan attire and takes down the thugs, freeing the hostage and saving the one-eyed stray dog in the process. Best character of the whole fucking show. Fight me on that. Yep. Taking him home with her. Meanwhile, Barton is struggling to come to terms with his deeds done as Ronan and the death of Natasha Romanoff. He enjoys his night out with his children and later sees Kate in the Ronan attire on the news. Bishop tracks down. Armand to investigate him, only to find him dead in his office. She flees the murder scene, but is ambushed by the tracksuits and saved by Barton, who confronts her. Um, love the setup. I'm just throwing that. Like the setup is like all sorts of fucking chaos. But like, this feels like um, this. Fe- <laughs> I mean, this in in the best way possible. I really do. I'm not trying to shit on this episode of the series. This <laughs> a terrible movie or something. No. um, <laughs> did he, did either of you watch batman the animated series
1: no i, I have not i didn't
0: not okay. all of it but. there were a plots and there were b plots this feels like a b plot <laughs> like <laughs> this is the, this feels like we don't have any of the high end uh villains we're gonna use like the mad hatter <laughs> that that's what this felt like not in a bad way though i mean it was simple straight to the point and uh i mean so far so good Okay, I would almost say too simple. But
2: like a big problem with this show in general is it doesn't really take any risks at all. It, it, by not taking risks, it will never be terrible. But it's very like paint by numbers. Like they, they paint out this, this guy to be the bad guy. And as soon as like I know that all signs point to him, he's not going to be the one. Yeah, and it's very like telegraphed in almost everything it does. Yep. Um, and then they start talking about the the Ronan costume and shit, and it's, you know she's gonna end up with it in some way. Uh, the the like the casting is incredible in these things, man. Because I, I have to say, like, uh, the, uh I don't uh, Seinfeld is her name, Haley Seinfeld is Kate
0: Bishop, right? Oh, yeah. Cl- uh, you mean Clarips. Oh no, that's that's the young one. Um, I think it's that's her name. No, no, the, Cl- Clara uh, Stack is young Kate Bishop. Um, <laughs> H- Haley Steinfeld is what you're talking about. Yeah,
2: yeah. So she she does a really good job, but again, she's that prototype, uh, wise, cracking balls to the character. walls, no Marvel fear, guy. Marvel character. <laughs> 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 um, I. <laughs> Like, okay, the the people that got to play her mom and then Jack, it's like those two people I've seen in other shows that were fucking incredibly, done incredibly well and in the, the other roles that they had, so I knew it was going to be acted well. But uh, I don't know, it just doesn't, I don't feel like they got enough to kind of play the roles that they were given. Everything it's, just feels like not real enough for me. Well,
0: and this is kind of, this is kind of something I wanted to bring up, too, is that, like, you know, again, it goes back to, like, I know we've talked about this before, even when, like, we were, when I was developing the concept of the roundtable, that like, Phase 4, and this is, was a common problem until Daddy Feige showed us the path, that Phase 4 felt like all over the fucking place, and if you really think about it, right, up until this point for Phase 4, just remember what we've seen so far, right? We've seen, just a recap, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals. Shit's been all over the place, man. <laughs> there, They there have been all over the place in terms of like where the story's going. You, you don't really know. There's been everything from the extremes of multiversal wars to an uh, ancient uh, martial artist to fucking super spies. So it, it's all over the place. And it's kind of one of the things I feel like is is kind of against this show is just its placement in terms of where it was introduced. If you introduce this mo- this show immediately after Black Widow, I think this would have been a lot more rece- this would have been received a lot better.
2: It's more but it's kind of like would you want more of the same or do you want more like up and down of we're going to have this street level thing and then we're going to have like planetary devastation. And then we're going to have, like, a street level. I don't know if it would—I don't know if—yeah, I don't know if that works. It might work better, because I feel like watching similar things in a row kind of, like— Waters down. Then you're like, yeah, it kind of gets bogged down in its own mess. Uh, I mean, that being said, I I think the the first episode was okay. I had to laugh. I don't know if it happens in this one, but I think it does, where she puts on the fucking Ronin outfit and literally Mm -hmm. looks like she's running around in a garbage bag. Yeah. like i like she looks fine later on when she has her own costume on, she but in this oh my, oh my god she's like running and i'm like you could tell she is not an athlete even though she's supposed to be like the most athletic person alive
0: so i was, I was going to throw that to both of you guys I'll, I'll 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 throw it to heather first this time but like you know how sometimes we've we've and we've talked about this before numerous times on the round table where it's like plot convenience of this character being able to do x y and z or whatever do you feel like kate bishop is sometimes portrayed as like as that in this show where it's like, oh, I'm just I just happen to be a world renowned archer or world renowned martial artist. Or do you think it's more believable because it's tied in with Hawkeye or or the street tier level? You know what I mean?
1: Um uh, I think it's a little bit more believable because of the fact that later on we do see in her her room with her mom at her mom's house that she has these awards. Mm for all of those competitions while she was growing up so it's like okay she literally has been training for this her whole life yep however when they throw her in the ronin suit and she's running down the street trying to get away from the bro trust bro moving bro guys
0: <laughs> that's how we talk,
1: how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <it's> she's <laughs> She looks more like her bumbling and stumbling character from Pitch Perfect.
0: I... I actually like the dynamic, though. I, I and it, it. I know Basement said it earlier, too, about, like, oh, it's... A, and I, I was poking fun. It's like, oh, the quick, witty... Like, it's a Marvel character. Yeah, they they make wise crack. Yeah, a Marvel character. Yeah, they make jokes yeah. and inappropriate. A Marvel character. But, <laughs> but I think with... I think that it works better with with Clint because Clint was almost always the straight guy. Like if you think about it, like if you think really about like, um, you know Clint Barton's character in the MCU, he was never really heavily featured or focused. He was just part of the team, and was kind of in the background being like the straight man. So I think that if you did Kate Bishop's character or the Marvel character with anybody else, it would feel like Jesus Christ, this fucking shit again. But with Clint, it works. I think that's the only character I can think of that would work very well with. Maybe that's just me.
1: No, well, I think you're right. like that with her because of the fact that he is grieving and trying to leave all of that behind and be with his family, so... Well, th-
2: th- this is why you see in, like, um, uh, Captain America, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. They had to change aspects of those characters to make that kind of dynamic exist. Because they both became a little more wisecracking or whatever yep. than their characters used to be, right? Just to, to fill that gap. Because you need, like, the dichotomy between, like, a straight-laced... I mean, look at the... Uh, lethal Weapon, okay? Mm-hmm. You need uh, if Buddy Cop to be, like, two different people uh, that have different, like, characteristics and different, like, right. comedic yeah, value. Yep. Or else the show would just get boring. This is why I actually think um, the... I would like I I've said it before, like it would be a good idea to do Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow in like a show. I when when I'm saying that I mean like Hawkeye being in like an episode or two of Black Widow yeah. if the show was if it was a show. Strictly them together would get boring very fast because they're both the same fucking character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's good in this one and I have to say something that elevates the show drastically is the Christmas theme.
0: Yes. Uh, that's a good point. I, you know, it's it's funny. There's only really uh, – there's really only a handful of any of the Marvel movies that actually, like, take advantage of or really put heavy focus on the time of year that it's taking place on. Uh, this one, the next one we're going to do, and I think Iron Man 3 was really the only ones that kind of put focus on, like, the holiday season being relevant to the plot. I mean, granted it's not like they were relevant to the plot, but they were they were focuses enough that it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a footnote that you paid attention to when it came to those I
2: footnotes. think it's I think it's actually relative to the plot in this yeah, one just, because say, a lot of say, the, this,
0: this oh, one oh, it is.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. A, yeah. Lot, a lot of the plot is centered around like family or getting back to family or what you lack with family or what you want with family and then um even the fucking soundtrack is like christmas music is modified uh it works really well for the show like honestly like it it, it elevates the show a
0: point and a half for me it 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 goes back to the whole like it feels like a a really good christmas special (laughs) like a really fucking good it feels
2: like like so many times i'm like this is almost jingle all the way
0: yeah hey 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 (laughs) hey hey hey. you never fuck with a classic like jingle all the way all right i I love jingle all the way don't fuck with. They put a. They did a. They did a fucking parcel bomb in that movie. So don't. That fuck movie with that is movie. like almost a horror movie. It's set Christmas. Someone Everybody's a terrible in it. So, someone Everybody. Did a, someone did a review of it and they're like, "Did anybody else forget that there's a parcel bomb in Jingle All the Way?"
2: Everybody's a fucking monster oh, in that movie. God, it's
0: fucking. It's it's great.
2: But no, the the, the Christmas theme definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, first episode, I was like, okay. And then I think some of the things that hurt me, like I said before, some of the actors I've seen in, in content that's better in terms of what it allows its actors to do uh, than what I'm seeing them, and it, that kind of hurt it for me because I'm like, oh, these people seem like they're like strapped to a desk working for fucking ten cents a day.
0: I'm trying to remember. Like all their
2: creativity's been taken away.
0: Who played the mom? Who played Vera?
2: Vera Farmiga,
0: I think her name is. Yeah, wh- where have I seen her before? I know she's in, been in
2: literally anything and everything.
0: Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know. Uh, I watched. Something-
2: uh, she was in Bates Motel, which I see. Oh, I remember from that. She was the mo- she was the bad mom.
0: Well, speaking of bad mom, let's move on to the second episode entitled Hide and Seek. So this one's a little bit of a shorter in terms of the synopsis, so we're going through too much of it. After encountering Kate Bishop in an alley, Clint Barton is taken to her apartment before they are shortly attacked by the tracksuit mafia, who set fire to the place. The pair are forced to evacuate, leaving the Ronin suit behind. After relocating to Bishop's vacationing aunt's apartment, Barton sends his children back home, but promises to return by Christmas Day. Barton escorts Bishop to her workplace and then recovers the Ronin suit at uh, a LARPing event from a firefighter named Grills. Later, Bishop fails to convince Eleanor Bishop uh, of Jack Duquesne's involvement in his uncle Armand Duquesne's death. But after challenging Duquesne to a fencing duel, she tries to contact Barton, but learns that Barton knowingly allowed himself to be captured by the tracksuit mafia. She tracks down Barton's location, but ends up being captured herself. The gang informs their leader, Maya Lopez, of Barton and Bishop's uh, captivity. So there's a lot to 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 take apart here and <clears throat> a couple things I wanted to note just to throw this out there right off the bat was um <clears throat> the idea that he's trying to destroy the Ronin suit um you know we'll we'll talk about this more when we get to other episodes but the idea of him like coming to terms with slash forgiving himself slash getting over what he did as Ronin um was just just enough of an arc i needed for hawkeye to 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 have like it was just the right amount um the, the 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 fencing duel was fun i do remember that part very vividly who doesn't love the tracksuit mafia i mean they are fucking so stupid aren't they
2: uh, yeah. i i do not love them
0: you're really good for
2: they they are too stupid like like for where the plot goes with them it's a huge plot hole for me Okay. Th- that they um, are like
0: unbelievably dumb, and it is very comic <laughs> accurate too, because they are extremely—they are that stupid.
2: Uh, I'm I'm right. okay with them being like dumb, but it's like beyond it's dumb like, it's at like, sometimes. Yeah, movie. it's a bit. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like this show, kind of, I, it it should but, like it works, but like I said, the Christmas fucking element allows it to get away with some of the fucking. Goofiness. Weird shit, uh, and yeah. it does. Yep. It allows the the goofiness to happen a bit better. Um, and we we didn't mention do from uh, episode one. What do you think of rogers the
0: musical? Oh, oh my <laughs> god! I want a live. could do this all I day. Give, I don't give. I don't give a shit. I want a live version. Um, by the way, uh, I don't know if you know this, but when they were doing the Comic Con, um, it was either Comic Con or D twenty three. I'm almost certain it was Comic Con. They did. Uh, no, actually, was I think it was D twenty three. They did have – when Marvel Studios took the center stage, they did have performers performing the, the musical – or the, the song from the, the Roger – yep, yeah, Heather, yep, that, that actually happened. I'm um, glad I did
1: not watch it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love the fact that at the beginning of that episode too, he's like, Dad, you're missing out. He's like, first off, fuck you, I was there. Second of all, he wasn't, pointing to Man. i just the the whole the whole i I want a full version of rogers the musical Um, like i actually
2: i really like the inclusion of it at the beginning because like it's something it's it's so ridiculous it would happen yeah (laughs) oh for
1: sure
2: it 100 would happen so like that that was one thing that was great uh uh, they though tracksuit mafia not for like, I, I'm not against the idea of them being something, but it just gets to the point where I'm like, oh god! And also, they they like take up so much fucking screen time in the show.
0: Yeah, they do, they do. But what about larping? Good old, you, you never have a bad show when there's larping involved, right?
2: Yeah, oh. I think I'm telling you, this the second episode, I was like, man, I don't know about this one. <laughs> 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 it was starting to like turn into badness for me.
1: it's bad enough that, yes, LARPing can be fun, but then you have people who are actually civil servants, such as police officers, firemen, EMTs, that are the ones that are running the
0: whole fucking shebang. Which I felt was very weird because, and this is me stereotyping for the record, I would personally think that anybody who is in the line of emergency services, such as life threatening or light, you know what I mean? Like uh, EMT, I-, I would think that they would want to get as f- far away from anything remotely close to that as humanly possible when it comes to their downtime. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just me. Um,
2: Makes a lot of sense. And the thing that pissed me off the most was that it's like a, a, their, their live action role playing, fucking viking invasion and this guy shows up dressed like a ninja and just like okay go in like why was anybody like he he's given fucking viking costume to wear when he shows up which just wouldn't be a thing <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what the fuck why is th- why did you he- why i just don't get it why he's allowed to dress up as a fucking ninja and go in there he's already in there fighting or doing because you can't see him whatever no you can see him all right this is this is a part of this like this is like the, ma- the this is hundred percent filler like I have to go oh, yeah, get my costume yeah. where is it it's, it's but, I mean, <laughs> it's in
1: the middle of the fucking forest
2: like I I fucking highly doubt any of these people like the whole cop angle or them being like part of like that that is just ri- ridiculous because it happens later on where they're also like serving cocktails
1: they're too stupid they're too stupid and when we get to that point i will sit there and say it what what i'm bursting to say this is just it's it's one of the scenes in the in the upcoming episodes Mm -hmm. where i that's where i just go but how it it feels like a tom and jerry
0: episode Hmm?
2: yeah there's there's a boatload of Looney Tunes shit that happens in this show that yeah. infuriates me to no end.
0: Well, it's funny because to me sometimes it works and it works extremely well, and then sometimes it, it it's like, how hot can I make this fork before I stab it in my eye? Like it is, it is crazy. Like how, and, and that's just the weird thing about this show for me personally is that the 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 tone of the show for the most part doesn't really change, but for some reason certain moments at times it works amazing in its favor and then other times it's like oh my god can i get another root canal it's so i've never seen a show or anything like that before where it does that i don't know about you guys but i was just like what that i've never seen anything like that before when it comes to this
2: it's from like i guess like lower level like goof to, like, low-level comedy, to, like, super goof. I mean, never really, yeah. like... Like, there, there's a couple of scenes that are supposed to be, like... And this is why, like, there's a couple of scenes that are, like, hard-hitting emotionally, and they just they don't work really that well for me because it's mired in goof. Uh, also, I would have had, like... With, with these people being, like, civil, civil servants or whatever, like, all these LARPers, I would have had them meet one or two of them in like a scene previous and then they show up there because it would be a bit more palatable than it's like no we're just all cops larping is what we do
0: because we're all off you at the same time flashback sequences you could have done you know so i don't, I don't know if, but yeah the the larping thing was f- funny but if you think about it too long it, it, get, it gets a little <laughs> it's a bit grating yeah yeah it gets a little frustrating <laughs> um but uh I think that's everything for that second episode. Um, so moving on to the third one, we got episode three, which is known as Echoes. And honestly, all jokes aside, as much as I said I love the dog, Echo is actually one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character in this entire series. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh, but... I dislike that character a lot. Oh, well, I'll get there. <laughs> in 2007, a seven-year-old Maya Lopez wants to attend an impaired school. Years later, after the blip, Lopez witnesses her father, William, killed by the vigilante Ronan. Now, of course, in current time, or 2024, Lopez interrogates Clinton, Barton, and Kate Bishop about Ronan's return. Despite Barton's attempt to persuade her that Ronan was killed by Black Widow, Lopez is dissatisfied as she died. Um, Black Widow. Uh, Lopez attacks Bishop, believing her to be Ronan, but in the process, Barton's hearing aid is smashed. Barton releases Bishop from Lopez's grip, who overpowers Kazi. Uh, The two steal a car, eventually escaping the tracksuit mafia. Award winners that they are by jumping into a moving uh, onto a moving train. The duo head back to the apartment, and Barton receives a call from his son Nathaniel. Bishop helps them communicate due to Barton losing his hearing aid. They visit an uh, audiologist in Chinatown to get a hearing aid to get the hearing aid fixed. Afterwards, Bishop tries to convince Barton that he is a role model. Uh, model. They sneak into Bishop's mother's uh Bishop's mother Eleanor's penthouse. Jesus, that's a lot to say, due to Bishop's suspicion of Jack Duquesne. After investigating on Eleanor's laptop, Bishop is locked out while Duquesne threatens Barton with Ronan's sword. Um okay, there's a lot to unpack on this one. Jesus Christ. Um First off, love the hearing aid aspect. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that that we did see that bits and pieces of that in the first one. Uh it is weird that they they chose now of all times to actually reference it but fuck it. I mean, if you're going to reference it now's the time to reference it. Uh in the comics Hawkeye is either deaf or partially deaf uh which gives him sometimes a leg up in terms of his abilities as a as a bow and archer. I do love that they do that again they do just enough with it in this show to have it be a relevance and a plot point and like a building moment for for her, her him and uh, and Kate. Um I love Echo, aka Maya Lopez. I I yeah. just find her fat. I I I know Basement's like nope, fucker, but I find her fascinating, um, because she's kind of the, she's not an anti hero, but she's not like you know. What I mean, she's she's in that weird like gray area where she could literally let, float back and forth. Um, let me
2: refrain. I don't hate the character. Not a I dislike the actress, no, uh, playing her. I like I I have I'm assuming that this actress has is deaf. Mm. And oh. that's the reason they might have went with her because all I see is WWE level acting in terms of scowl well... constantly. Scowl constantly. Scowl constantly. Fucking Sheena Baszler
0: Well, um she,
2: she is, right? She has to be.
0: So a couple things. One, she is she is deaf in 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 real life. Yes. Yes, I, I knew it. On top of that, she also has one leg. She's gonna have her own show. That is not for me. <laughs> Echo no, like, is, I think that's why they spent for so much time. With her. Like
2: it's not that I hate. Like the character idea is relatively cool. Um, I don't mind the character. The the actress, I just couldn't. I had no connection with the actress, like the acting wasn't there for me uh, like the character I liked enough, and it does work it it's it works well within the concept of the show
0: I will admit that, that that it is difficult to get behind the character because it's literally like you introduce her at the end of the second episode, then like the beginning of the third episode is here's why you should care so i i can I can understand that that part of it for sure um, and I guess the one thing i don't...
2: I think it, it, there's just multiple like new characters that they plan to do bigger things with. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have... Th- this is Kate Bishop, who's getting her own show, or getting her own fucking anything. She's probably going to be the next Hawkeye, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there's that, and then you're introducing another character that you're going to have to give enough time to, to give credence to why you're making a show about yeah. them. And then you have the return, which happens later on, of other characters. So, it's like... This is like her her inclusion took a lot of it took like half the fucking show away, and, and like and there wasn't so much to give, yeah. Because now you're taking away from Hawkeye, and and the show is named after him, and that's who they take it away from.
0: No, you're not wrong on that one. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that either. But I mean, Heather, what what did you? Are you on the same boat? Not really. I actually I I liked it. And to answer your earlier
1: question, there, basement. Yes, she is also an amputee. I oh, knew it. Fucking shit. She the, the, was born here in Wisconsin.
0: Oh, well, I, I could I could tell she's hired
2: because of those things. I
0: was gonna say, watch the next set. the the next set. I could
2: tell she's hired because of those things because her acting is Yeah. I think
0: her acting was alright, but I mean but then again you're I mean she never spoke. <laughs> well, I was gonna say <laughs> It's it's hard because you you know no I, if she spoke she yeah could tell well this is um, also
1: her first major role yeah,
0: yeah. It, it shows it shows in
2: all honesty
1: and it's Echo cool. is coming out in 2023 it's already in post production according to Wikipedia so so it's probably I, God, I believe save me.
0: I believe it's going to be if 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 memory serves me correctly I believe it's going to come out in the summer if I'm not mistaken okay. it's probably going to be coming out in the summer of 2023. Um, I think she was
1: actually more hired, not just because she actually is deaf and can use ASL and is an amputee as well. I think it's also because she is full-blooded Native American.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say diversity hire, but it's yeah. it, it helps. She like in all, all honesty,
1: everybody. <laughs>
2: in all honesty, like there's certain things that it will definitely help, especially with somebody that's like deaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a huge <laughs>
1: leg up. Yeah, God. With, that, with, that, with that, I loved the portion where she sits there and tells him you're too dependent on technology, and he thinks she's, th- he, she's talking about the arrows, and it's like, no, you're you're hearing aid.
2: You know what? I think it's also d- very difficult, like Something especially like with somebody that doesn't have a lot of like acting uh, credit, it's very difficult to play that role because yeah. you have to be yeah. very, like you have to use all of your like, you have to be very emotive to like sell it. And her character is like you're this badass restrained woman. So no, what are you point. really gonna get out of that?
0: <laughs> no, that's a good point because basically you have to like, um, you have to be over expressive, right? In, in theory. Yeah. And the one character that is not overly, you know, it, it's it's her. The character's yeah. not overly expressive because that's the character design, which makes sense. So it's it is. She was it, raised in this walking- game. It's a walking oxymoron, but I still found the character interesting personally. Because I, I, I like don't get me wrong, I like the
2: character. I found the character interesting. I wasn't too high on the actress. Yeah, um, she—I mean, she's not like for for no acting credits. That's pretty impressive, anyway. Yeah. Um, I I absolutely loved like this thing, this show. Like Disney is just fucking flopping their big ass money dick around because the wow. actor that plays her dad is incredible. I've seen him in other things as well, and he's he's got like ten seconds of fucking screen time.
0: Um, Jack Duquesne, uh, the the evil stepdad, did. You know we obviously know there's some like some suspicious shady stuff. Did we? Did, did anybody at any point in time think he was like gonna be oh, the As soon as I fucking saw him, yeah, he's the villain.
2: <laughs> well, as soon as, soon as, as I saw, I saw him, him, and he told me he's he was the villain, I'm like, he's not the villain. <laughs> I knew he wasn't gonna be the villain at all. I always suspected the mob to be like realistically yeah, I the, the bad be one.
0: Uh, I, I honestly expected it to be, like, some sort of I, – I, I don't know. It was – it was, it was considered to be bad,
2: for sure. There was a couple hints, and yeah. they, when they over the characters being bad, they're going to try to pull the rug out. I'm like, this guy is, like
0: – Which sucks because no. they're, like, two of the best actors in the entire fucking show. I'm like, <laughs> no, fuck. No. I want them to stick around. But anyway, um but moving on to episode four, entitled Partners, am I right? Uh, Which one was episode – Three. there's one
2: that when did the okay i don't want to is this the one with the fucking action scene the big action scene <laughs> gonna have or to was be the more last specific one
0: specific on that one basically. the big action scene with the car <laughs> no i think it's further down
2: yeah, yeah I, I think
0: that's towards think it's the good. end end not really? episode, I, so this at this point uh episode three ended with uh what's his name uh jack duquesne like having Ronan's sword and like pointing it at um Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we're at the car thing yet. It's episode five. Yeah, I think it's like either. Why did I love this episode so much? We'll get there. Um, So episode four, partners, am I right? After Kate Bishop is locked out of her mother Eleanor's laptop and Jack Duquesne threatens Clint Barton with a vigilante the Ronin's sword, Barton ref- uh, defuses the situation by Eleanor and Duquesne recognizing him as an Avenger. Eleanor requests Barton to keep Bishop out of the tracksuit mafia investigation and later contacts an unknown person to inform them about the situation. With the help of his wife, Laura, Barton secretly recovers his sword and discovers that Duquesne is the CEO of Sloan Limited, a shell corporation that launders money for the tracksuit mafia, while Bishop deduces that Barton was Ronan. Barton, uh, K. Bishop. Barton, uh, locates second-in-command Kazi Kama... I'm fucking not even nope. Uh and asks him to talk to I'm not going to try that last name. And asks him to talk to Lopez out of her vendetta against Ronan while Bishop enlists a group of larpers in retrieving Barton's trick arrows. Afterwards, Laura informs I know. Afterwards, Laura informs Barton that the watch was stolen by the tracksuit mafia is sending out tracking signals from an apartment building. Bartman, Barton and Bishop go to retrieve it, but in it uh in it Wow, Jesus. But find it in Lopez's apartment, where she also keeps note on Barton and his family. Lopez attacks Bishop, while Barton is ambushed by a masked assailant. A fight ensues between the four combatants, with Bishop injuring Lopez, which forces her to retreat, while Barton's unmasking of his assassin is revealed to be none other than... Yelena Belova, who escapes. Barton decides that he cannot keep putting Bishop in danger, and breaks off their partnership. Whew. Okay. Let's take this one paragraph at a time. So, the very beginning, they're trying to, like, like keep everything calm because it's the whole, like, oh, shit's hitting the—not shit, hit, not shitting the fan, but, like, there's so much chaos and craziness right now, and then we need to kind of, like, calm a lot of these angles down until we can get things a little bit more settled. So, fine. We find out that um, uh, Duquesne is the CEO of Sloan Limited, which is a shell company for the tracksuit mafia. It's like— Hmm, even more inauspicious uh, behavior and 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 uh, calamity that makes me think he could be a bad guy. But uh the the larpers are back. Why why did it why? I I love the larpers, but Jesus Christ. Did they outstay their welcome? I think they did.
1: They did, especially when you have a cop so fucking willing to evidence tamper.
0: Oh, 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 fucking Jesus Christ. That's right. Yep.
1: There is not a cop alive that would tamper with evidence. The that MCU. Uh.
2: okay, I agree. Like the the fact that they just fucking immediately, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> like yeah, okay.
1: you're gonna make us new costumes. Okay, yeah, we'll do it.
0: We'll do everything. You're gonna ruin my career. We'll do it. Remind me a little bit later on about the watch thing because the watch thing I never understood. And maybe I missed something. Fuck it, we'll talk about it now. Um, what the watch is? Well, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about it at the very end because it's probably gonna be able to talk about the reveal. But the watch was a great storytelling opportunity that they just literally flushed down the shitter, in my opinion. We'll 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 talk about it when we get to it. But like, there there they could have done something with it a little bit more, and maybe they just wanted to do it as part of the whole fucking Christmas feel good ending. Which fine, I get that, but it just—I felt like they put too much importance on the watch in the show. We'll get yes. to the end. We'll, we'll uh, it's that it's get a there.
2: MacGuffin, but it has no actual anything. But it's, but
0: it's more than a MacGuffin. That's the fucked up part. It's like it's not even just like a one-off, like throwaway thing. They reference it in several up. Ep-
2: no, it's it's the, the it's literally the MacGuffin. It's something everybody's looking for, and we have no idea what it actually does. I mean, um, the. The last episode we did gloss over the fucking best, I think the best action scene that I've seen so far in Marvel movies, where they're in a the car and there's a camera that's complete, continually rotating.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you were talking about, that, were talking about something completely different than, yes, that is that, that, um, I know on what you're a bridge about. with all the yes. fucking Tracksuit
2: Mafia following yes. them. Oh, yeah, like I, I'm like, man, this is too good for Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Where it's a rotating, they're going back and yes. forth between them, and like that is incredible. That was I think, I thought you were that's why I was much like, much further down. I I knew I'm like after you talked about it. on like the third episode. I'm like,
0: man, this there's something there that really got me into the yeah, show. That, I remember watching. I'm like, what the fuck? That's surprising. Jesus Christ!
1: But they I pull remember. off some like good uh, I, with that with that rotating camera. I sat there and said, this part we should have watched high.
2: <laughs> the rotating camera scene incredible. Uh, it's it's those type of things that i think if marvel injected into a lot of their properties just every now and then do something that (laughs) kind of is not the generic cut a million times action scene
0: what was the what was the show or the movie where like it was recent too it was was in like the last like five things that were viewed were like this is too good to be Marvel. Like, why? Like, this is not. This is does not fit right. Like, it's not like that. Marvel's bad, but like, this is. I think it, it might have been Shang Chi. Where I'm yeah, like, Shang Chi. Yeah. This, is, this is too good. Like, why? 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 Why are we getting this good? Like, I think that was that. That was the one where it just it was, every the, now and then I, think that I that see scene see you remind see. me of that. Where it's like, this is fucking amazing.
1: Because with Shang Chi, we figured out they got actors who could actually do martial arts and fucking act at the same time. <laughs> Or, or got, they uh, didn't fucking chop
2: the fucking thing to death in the editing room where you don't even really know what's happening. Hey, cool scene. He punches a guy. We have to see it from eight angles. <laughs> like,
0: what? Plus we also got Ben <laughs> Kingsley, so there's that too, but anyway. Yeah. No, um, the, That
2: that action scene, that was the one with the pim, pim
0: arrow too that becomes massive, right? Yes, yeah. I, yes, yeah. Yeah, I, for, I yeah. forgot about that. That was fucking great. The yeah, uh, fucking
1: expression though with the trick arrows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, of course, the big one is Yelena is in the house. We've got uh we've got uh, Natasha's sister which you know again, we didn't really know much going into the show. We saw like bits and pieces of it. So this was a nice pleasant surprise and I'll be honest, my interest took a massive spike as soon as she was in there. Um remembering from watching this on a week to week basis, when she showed up, I'm like, "Oh, this is this is going to be great. This is going to be fantastic now because now you have it's another level it's another level of chaos but now you have the whole idea of she's hunting you know from what we saw obviously from the black widow movie she's hunting down hawkeye because in her mind hawkeye killed her sister so now it's just another level of like chaos and calamity with it that just I'm like oh this is this is going to be good now
1: no but it's also the fact that somebody hired her specifically
0: to hunt them down as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah that i mean it, adding her her acting she was one of my favorite characters in the black widow movie all of that when i saw her i'm like oh this is this is this is now now it's it's up another another that was just me personally i don't know about you guys it, the, that's
1: that scene right there is what made jp stop playing football <laughs>
0: for, for me this is
2: where like yes like don't get me wrong i i think this is like the right show to have her featured in and for her to show up and i it all like her showing up as a like fucking uh what's her face echo just walks out
0: <laughs> she just well, leaves yeah. to, the, to the top door that's I like I would too if I saw a fucking black widow but uh, out it made, it
2: made, it, this is where i really would have preferred not having her at all echo echo at all oh echo yeah 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 like i honestly think you could take her out of this show and still make the show yeah, arguably I... for me better <laughs> I get no, they I, want to I, introduce I her, we were, but I, I would. There's certain, there's a couple things I would have done. I would have given some more people huh, the the main ban at the end a yeah. bit more screen time and reduced some
0: other people the problem out of that, existence. The, the thing with Echo is that she filled in a temp. Excuse me. She filled in a temporary void of a. This is mini a, boss. Yeah, I was gonna say there's not gonna be nah, any great way she, for me to like, say she, this.
2: It's not – that you could literally take her out and have I, fucking I know, I know. Black Widow, the new one, whatever, I, I uh, they, attacking they them wanted to the have.
0: Show. They wanted to have – you really want the fucking tracksuit mafia to be shown as a posing threat? Like, no, no,
2: I don't want them either. She, <laughs> they can go with her. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm – just, I'm just, <laughs> my, my,
0: my point is that she represented a, a a section of this like gang warfare that was going on. And that, that that's the way I interpreted it. And then when Yelena came in, it's like, oh, she's part of this side now. And then we'll get to that other character, which we'll get in a second, which I can't wait to talk about. Um, but her showing up for me was like not not only in terms of like the story of like, you know, being hired to go after Hawkeye or going after Hawkeye. But I was very uh, personally interested in seeing her and Kate Bishop interact. I thought those two would have. So much fun, even before what we what we end up seeing in the last two episodes, because I'm like, they're very similar yet they're not, but they yeah. are, and, and so I'm like, that's one of the rare instances where it's like two similar characters with very different backstories and very, very different backgrounds. As yeah, I mean,
1: K- is more innocent, whereas Elena's more battle weary,
0: and but sometimes K- they're or- more, one's more stupid than the other depending on the stuff. It, it was, it was, yeah. I was, I was like that. There's some very interesting foil dynamics that you can create there, but, um. But moving on to episode 5, because we're blowing through this thing so fucking quick, we got Ronan, because we're running out of episode titles. In 2018, Yelena Belova and Black Widow agent Sonia subdue a woman named Anna in her house who had been helping deprogram Black Widows after being freed from General Dreykov in 2016. Belova soon becomes a victim of the blip and reemerges in 2023, hoping to talk to Nat- with Natasha Romanoff, but eventually learns about her depth. Uh, now, before I get any further... Um, I thought that was fucking clever the way they did that in, in, in the intro of that episode where it catches not only everybody up to speed, but I'm telling you guys and I'm going to fucking I'm screaming this to the end of the, the mountaintop here. There is so much story that you can take from the blip that I feel like Marvel fucking hasn't really done as much or there, there's uh, so much more they can do as far as like ripple effects or ramifications from the blip, even though we got everybody pretty much back and it's this relatively is relatively my- un- yes! unta- Yeah, it's relatively untapped. I mean, I, they've I, done I, I, a couple a taste of things. There are for that with WandaVision, too. There are ramifications from it, right. But, but my point is is that I feel like it's such a significant thing that there could it's be so sure. many other aspects of it that they haven't really fully fleshed. I can't even think of all of them. But there are so it, it's
2: many aspects. Of, it's, like, it, it's like a creative fucking land... Like it, It's a creative goldmine yeah. that they've only extracted a couple pieces of gold from
0: right like i i would i would think personally uh and this is me going off on my fucking tangent here but personally i would think that the blip would be a at the very least a catalyst to start the next saga or something to be part of the catalyst of the launch to the next the multiverse saga which is what we're in now and there's a an, there's a couple of things that like I that's why I loved the what they did with Falcon and Winter Soldier I thought that was fucking relatively clever it was kind of contained but okay, um, Wandavision touched on it. Um, this one obviously touched on it. Black Widow touched on it. Well, no, actually no because that happened before that. But, but, but the point right. But the point is is that the idea of having fucking half of existence gone and then reemerge. I mean, he fuck even Eternals did something with it, but yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, unknown, like, ripple effects and ramifications that I don't think anybody would, like... You don't, like, stop and think, like, oh, shit, that would really fuck things up big time if if this were to really happen. Like, resources would be scarce, this would happen, blah, blah, blah. Like, show more of that. Like, I kind of want to... I... <laughs> My thing is, like,
2: there's uh, several things that touched on it, but nothing that's used it in its entirety as a driving force. I would love to see um a show use it as a driving force for the creation of the villain of the show not not like a group of villains yeah, like yeah. like uh like um Falcon and Winter Soldier did but yeah. more like an actual villain
0: like a long-term major arc villain a long-term villain. Term yeah. major arc villain as opposed to like just, an episode just, of the day kind
2: yeah i i i basically being with, a yeah. byproduct of and like blaming superheroes for essentially causing it
0: someone says said... They
2: wouldn't know otherwise, right? Like, I mean, you kind of attach, yeah, Thanos came to Earth, but who, like, instigated? And if somebody, like, lost everything.
0: Someone did say that it would be, and I've, you know, God forbid I've gone through enough fucking fan fiction in the last couple of years since switching my name over to Mr. Marvel. Uh, But one that I read that, I didn't read the whole thing, but I started to read it, and it was, I really wish I wrote the guy's name down because it was fucking genius. He said that the blip would be the catalyst for Doctor Doom. Yeah, rule over Latveria. I was like, "Fuck, that's that is, that so many good options." Fucking clever, and I love everything about that. And and th- so my point is is just that I love the entrance, uh, the I love the start of this episode here for for Hawkeye, because again shows another ripple and aspect of like how this massive fucking thing that happened to the entire universe does have longer lasting effects than people. Um, it's not like we just went, "Hey, we're back." it'd also be nice
2: to see a character like you you take hawkeye for instance and his reemergence of his family you still have five years of something that could just change you on a level that you're you're forever different your family comes back and you're a completely different person but you're not gonna switch over the light and be like hey whatever and then you lose them again and that would be a great like fucking villain story like you lose your family and then lose them again when they come back
0: and that's why I love that they try to at least – I mean, I, I know they didn't do it as much as I would like to, but I, that's why at least I, I appreciate them trying to flush out a little bit of the Ronin like dichotomy that Clint had with the character because, yeah, fucking, fucking slaughtered people for five years.
2: Yeah, thing. I remember
0: saying um, when we were
2: watching – I think it was Endgame, and I'm right. like, man, this is what – I would like to see a show dedicated to this character for something. Uh, right. I mean, we got, got we got a, a bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel does does that though. They always like give me a little bit of what I really want and then but it's, it's like the side of a meal where the main course is a big pile of shit and I eat yeah, it up.
1: They they had so many options with everything that's happened from Endgame to this point and for them to only give us a little flash of it with WandaVision and then
0: a little taste here and then a little spark there it's tough. underused it's it's, it's tough th- and 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 the problem is that like and i've said this before i'll say this again it's it's the plus and the minus of the mcu the plus is that you have this giant narrative where you can explore mm-hmm. and have funs with it but at the same time you depending on who or what you're writing you have to follow the rules or the pre um
1: the Pre-established
0: stories or rules or or whatever have you from from other franchises. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're now on phase four, and this is what uh, there were. What there were six movies, then twelve, then another eleven. So that is twenty-three from the first three phases, and now we're in like, you know, God, God forbid. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much content you have to keep track of it. It's like Jesus Christ. So it's kind of
2: I, I'm holding out hope for daredevil to dip into this idea a lot more being more street level and being a lawyer uh, it it would be nice to see him deal with like departures and returns and how you handle that on like a law base as being one of the things and you could easily fuse in a villain that was made by, by the blip in that show it would work
0: yeah no i i mean there's still a chance we could get some more things uh, in future projects, but just personally speaking, I wish there was just a little, a little more substance. But unless they're holding out for one of the new Avenger movies,
1: uh,
2: which um, I, I am one thousand percent with Connor when he said use it, use it for Punisher. That would be right at home. <laughs>
0: um, That's the best place to use it, to be honest. I I, I just think it writes itself. Uh, yeah, Punisher loses his family family comes back, loses family again. (laughs) The the, the joke that I was actually, the reason this popped in my head, just to go off on a bit of a real fast tangent before we get on this, was I was kind of thinking in my head, like, okay, Punisher, obviously he loses his family because of uh, mom ties or or his his role as as a police officer. There's different variations, but generally speaking, that's where it kind of crux is in. I said, you know what would be really fucked up would be as if, he loses his family, and then it's almost like a comedic – like a, tr- a tragic situation where it's like his family gets re um, – because c- remember we've seen people when they get blipped back. They're blipped back to where they were blipped from. So if you're walking in the middle of the street and you are blipped away and then you blip back, you're going to blip back to the middle of the street. So I said imagine if the fucking family blips back in the middle of the street just to get fucking ran over again. <laughs> <laughs> would you, no. I don't like that idea. At all. No, but but that's,
2: but that's 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 like the, Betty, that's Fetty the... Hill music or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sat the road cry. I honestly what I would do is I'd
1: have
0: uh... <laughs> No but my pocket I'd
2: have sure uh, that... uh fucking lose his family in the blip and then get like absorbed into his job and then go undercover, like, you know, just putting it all in the line. And then all of the things he did because he was lost during the blip would lead to when his family comes back. Right,
0: yeah. My to, point was to, that, that like, like, like like he loses the family, but then when they come back, he doesn't know it, or, like, he finds out after the fact after they've been, like, killed a second time. Oh, here's guy, this like...
2: time music in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, really low. It's like, oh, God. No, no, no! <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but my, but but that's where the idea came from—is like this dark comedy thing. But like the idea of like, well, what if what if he did lose his family from the blip? They came back and they died a second time for you know whatever reason. Um, we don't even find out what the what the second reason is. It's like, um, actually that would be even more fucking tragic. Imagine he's like, did you lose your family during the blip? Yep, and then I got them back and I lost them all over again. It's like that's even more fucking twisted.
2: Well, I, w- I would follow the Punisher lore of him like losing them again and then getting shot a bunch of times. But, uh, yeah, we're not talking Punisher.
0: We're talking, <laughs> we're talking- we're not- <laughs> we, sh- we should probably rewatch the 2000 2000- – I still love that, the 2004 one with Thomas Jane. But anyway, yeah. uh, so in 2024, Kate Bishop informs her mother, Eleanor, about her fiancé, Jack Duquesne Shell Corporation, which leads to his arrest. Bishop finds uh, Yelena Belova waiting for her in an apartment where she learns that Belova, uh, uh, Bel- sorry, Belova was sent to New York City to kill Clinton Barton after recovering – And uh, there's a lot of consonants here. After recovering in Grills' apartment, Barton goes to a memorial of the Avengers, apologizing to Romanoff, one of my favorite scenes of the whole show. He puts on the Ronin suit and challenges Maya Lopez to a fight, trying to convince her to stop her vendetta against him and pursuing his family. He is rescued by Kate Bishop, while Lopez suspects that Kazi knows more information about the Bishop Christmas party event. Uh, The next day, Belova informs Bishop that she was hired by Eleanor, uh, to kill Barton, and that Eleanor is working with Lopez's uncle, whom Barton identifies none other as Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. First off, I remember when Heather, like, messaged me when she was watching this, and she's like, holy shit! I'm like, yeah, I know what part you're at now. <laughs> um, So, I, I love elena's introduction i love the setup like i mentioned before that we just went on a fucking 20 minute tangent on um i love the conflict here i love the scene with him just talking to the um the plaque of the original Mm. six avengers i thought that was a nice somber like it was a perfect to me it was a, a relatively perfect slow down moment and kind of like let's let's take this all in um I do like that they also said, like oh, Kazi, what's-his-face, might know a little bit more about what's going on than not. And then the big reveal of fucking Wolfskin Fisk. I remember remember the internet going fucking berserk because, remember, we hadn't seen, at this point in time, none. None of the other Netflix properties or any of the other Marvel Netflix series had been rumored, touched, addressed. This was the first big one that we've got because, obviously, there's another character that shows up in the next project we're going to talk about. But nobody knew that until it happened. This was the first major, like, oh, they're they're, they're bringing him in. So, yeah, just when you thought the series was going to fucking slow down, huh? And can I just say, Vincent D'Onofrio is the perfect kingpin. Yeah, he's very, very. Taken from the Daredevil
2: Netflix series, which is probably leagues better than anything fucking Disney has done so far. (laughs) I'm just saying. But um, uh, yeah, no perfect casting.
0: I uh, I just found out recently too that Vincent D'Onofrio was actually going to be not too far from me, about one state over for a comic convention um, that I might have to go cr- cr- crash the party at. But we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, <laughs> oh my god, I love you! And I was arrested. So um, this was this was kind of um, a little bit of ADHD overload for me. I mean, granted, again, it's it's episode five going into the big one. Um, that being said, I think that they did just, I think this was kind of, like, the calm before the storm of, like, we have just everything set up right where we wanted for everything to fucking hit the fan at the next episode. Uh, but, yeah, the Wilson Fisk ending was, like, that made my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> I kind of wish this happened an episode earlier. I would
2: just like more screen time with Wilson Fisk. And I also felt like the uh, Jack being bad or being good or being whatever, it went on for too long to the point where I yeah. just didn't give a flying shit. <laughs> 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 I, like it, <laughs> the Yev6 episodes, I would have loved to see. It would For me, it would have been a bit more gratifying to see him, in the, especially with what happens in the next episode. You gotta yeah. you know, like uh, like having a villain behind closed curtains forever is okay, but you need at least more time to like. There, there's a fight that happens next episode, and I I like okay. <laughs> 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 I need we'll get, some we'll sort of interaction, we'll right? Like I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's cool to mention him, and it was kind of like they they did like lead up to it. I think they showed like cufflinks or something at some point in time. Yes, yeah. and I was mm-hmm. kind of like okay, yeah, you kind of get the oh the big guy he kind of like i mean he kind of kinda made the link but it was it's nice for them to go in that direction i thought this was a good episode too like honestly the the third and fourth episode of the show are probably my favorite
1: i gotta um, say, i need to try macaroni and cheese and fucking sriracha now oh
2: it's so good hot sauce and mac and cheese is fucking incredible
0: <laughs> i um I'm trying to remember what the fuck I was gonna say now. I, I, I think that uh this the, the the one of the biggest flaws of the show is the the too many characters and too many introductions and too much craziness going on at one point in time, which I'm 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 agreeing with on basement. That being said, though, um, you know, when there was rumors that things were gonna be integrated from the Netflix, you know, Netflix series and stuff, uh I was not expecting Wilson Fisk. And and I love and I think that he is a great character uh, to use for not. I mean, obviously, we saw his use in fucking the Netflix series with Daredevil and Punisher. So to not only get the the same actor and and you know even if they're gonna completely like oh none of the Netflix shit fucking happened, I don't give a shit. You've got a fantastic actor on a fantastic role that you know is gonna knock out of the park. Same thing with Charlie Cox with um um with uh with keep the
2: casting honestly yeah, it's, it's, like it's,
0: keep... it's, fuck it. You'd actually um,
2: fucking enraged the fan base with a recast yeah. if they didn't hit it out of the park immediately, uh, and
0: yeah that's so when I saw that I'm like they they know what the fuck they're doing they they're they're they were good and, and you know now knowing that both obviously Charlie Cox and Vincent Donofrio are coming back for dare Daredevil born again, which they have now officially confirmed is not going to be uh it's gonna be a, it's 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 brand new it's not gonna i'm tie kind into... of liking that I am to too. be
2: honest because i think if it tied into what netflix did it would be Stifling? hated <laughs> no i think it would be hated by a lot
0: of people because because they would attempt to undo every, or or, or at the very they're least, gonna it marvelize across, it they would yeah i was gonna say would, it would come across like they're trying to undo everything from it yeah i, I agree with you i think that it's just better to just kind of like let's introduce these characters in in other mediums and then we'll build from there. I, I, I think Th-
2: this also great. means to me, like I'm, I'm curious to see where they start with that character because the <laughs> Netflix one? show did ha- like a daredevil. The Netflix show did give like the origin yep, and everything. And then like the, the, well... the working up to the costume, I, I he's probably going to be hundred percent daredevil when we meet him, which I kind of like, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like a lot of, the new age of Marvel kind of is like, we're not going to do origin stories for pretty much anybody extended origin stories. Like you may, like, you know, like uh, look at Spider-Man one with Tobey Maguire, that type of thing. Yeah. They're not going to go back down that. It's more like here's a flashback for 10 seconds. And now you have all the powers in the world. So, go at them.
0: So, I mean, I, that that's fine by me because I think depending on, I think it depends on the character. Like, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this more when we get to Moon Knight. This is where I would
2: have liked to see for Kate Bishop a bit more. I I actually think this show could benefit from being longer. Like, you have shows, other Marvel shows that are, like, fucking 10, 12 episodes, like, longer than they need to be. The show that is jam-packed with certain characters that you have to, like, basically show her entire youth in, like, a Mm -hmm. drawing
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It, it like
2: depends. I don't get me wrong, I kinda of like the drawing thing, but like
0: I feel It depends for me. like because I think one of the things uh that they might be building towards they haven't confirmed this yet, is a young Avengers. Uh we've gotten enough characters now at this point where there are enough of these younger characters um between, you know, uh well, the introduction of who are they? Who would they be? Uh the new Falcon. Which is that buddy, the the sergeant buddy that? Um, oh God, Smith he's collector. Yep. Um, Kate Bishop, America Chavez. Um, I'd have to think of Miss Marvel. Um, there's another y-
2: Yelena, I guess. Uh,
0: well, no, Yelena's in the Thunderbolts. But the point, but but the point is, is that they're starting to build up this young roster of younger. Uh, Ironheart, Reeve Williams. Uh, they're starting to build up. A roster of young Avengers, so that there's a there's an opportunity. So, um, the, the reason I bring that up potentially <laughs> amazing. terrible amazing, movie. amazing. We're being one <laughs> potentially
2: um... terrible movie.
0: <laughs> no, my point. But my point is, is that like, if you, if, if I, I see what you're saying about like, the show should be longer to flush out these characters. Well, if they're going to include fucking that many. Well, if or either either...
2: A, either remove some of them and keep the six episodes, mm-hmm. or Give me a bit more,
0: but um, but but Heather, you are still on the, on the high of seeing Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin from episode five? <laughs> like I yeah. said, I, I love when when she's on Twitter. We were she's like, I'm almost done. I'm like cool, and I'm I'm wait I'm literally waiting for her to hit that moment. And she's like, fucking kingpin. I'm like, I know what episode you're on.
1: <laughs> yeah, then the, as soon as they announced, as soon as they
0: showed the security picture of him, it's just like. <gasps> good shit good shit um so that being said we move into the final episode episode six which is so this is christmas which by the way i fucking love out of all the episode names that's my my favorite one uh clint barton and kate bishop watch a recording of her mother eleanor bishop and crime lord wilson fisk breaking off their partnership learning that eleanor killed her fiance jack duquesne's uncle armand and framed him for the shell corporation sloan limited <gasps> she was the bitch on Christmas Eve, Barton and Bishop uh, attend Eleanor's holiday party, where Bishop confronts her mother and learns her father owed money to Fisk, which led Eleanor to working with him. Kazi attempts to assassinate Eleanor on Fisk's order, but targets Barton instead. Barton then enlists help from Grills, the Larpers, and Duquesne to evacuate the party before rejoining Bishop to defeat the tracksuit mafia. They never can get they they can never get their their moment. The tra- the fucking I don't give a shit what what show it is. I'm gonna root for the tracksuit mafia again next time I see them. After Maya Lopez kills uh, Kazi, Bishop attempts to look for Eleanor while Barton is confronted by Yelena Belova, who demands the truth of her Natasha um, uh, of Natasha's death. They fight, but eventually, uh, but he eventually reminds her of his close friendship with Romanoff and her sacrifice to save the universe. Belova decides to walk away after sparing him. I'll get to that. Elsewhere, Fisk tries to stop Eleanor from escaping, but Bishop arrives and incapacitates him with Barton's trick arrows. Eleanor is then arrested by the police for Armand's murder, while Fisk escapes but is eventually confronted by Lopez. Uh, The next day, Barton returns to his family with Bishop, returns the watch to Laura, and burns the Ronin suit. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, shut the fuck up. Um, Ooh, there's a few things on this ending that I do not like. Um, Yeah first of
2: all like uh, it, I don't understand how she hired Elena, right? She mm-hmm. has the reach to hire
0: that level of uh okay so he is uh, head of the security department. It's kind of tricky because they don't really go into a lot of details of it because obviously what we saw was that um Valentina uh, Val- just, whew, wow. <laughs> you know uh, Elaine uh how, it seemed like the that she hired her or she was pointing her in the right direction. Take your pick as far as what the actual reasoning behind it is. But I think one way or the other, it was like Yelena found, I, I don't know. But, but the point is, is that it's, it's somehow it's somewhere. I would have just
2: liked her to be coming after him. I, the hiring I thing is a bit like, yeah, uh, okay. Now we have to jump through hoops to get to where the actual story, like she or doesn't fuck. need, she doesn't need, she already has a purpose for being there. The,
0: yeah. She just being the mom. <laughs> yeah exactly
2: she has a purpose for being there so it's kind of like adding shit okay that's just the beginning because this (laughs) final episode is problematic on many levels
0: for me the the two biggest the two biggest frustrations and I, i and one of them i had to go deep digging into finding this out the two biggest frustrations to me was the one was yelena just lets clint go and it's not the fact that she lets him go it's the fact that she's like oh, he fucking whistled, I cried, I'm out of here.
2: It's very, like, plot
0: convenient well, I mean, <laughs> like, but, but, like, it just, it's its like the moment... <laughs> oh my yeah (laughs) that's what it felt like but like i i get why she would let him go i understand their bond like i actually was really looking forward to that conflict i was really looking forward to seeing how that was going to get resolved or semi-resolved or or not really get any resolution or like you know whatever and it just felt very like i have to go my planet needs me (laughs) i would have preferred if
2: she like beat the shit out of him and he just kept saying the same thing until yes. she has to accept the fact that what he's saying is true, no matter lie. how they much she see. hits him.
0: Oh, okay. Instead of being like, Martha, <laughs> Okay, my that, needs that, me. <laughs> that, to me, was the biggest frustration out of the entire episode. Um, everything else uh, I had a couple. A... Well, <laughs> the last thing I was just going to say was... Heather's is... favorite scene. What? Heather's favorite scene. <laughs> which
2: one? I know which one it is.
1: We'll get to
0: it. I'll
1: let is, you is guys. It, is it Fisk?
2: Yes. Well, so, it, well it's, but it's also the fucking Larpers. I'll
0: oh yeah. yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wilson Fisk is not dead. No. Right. I had to dig very hard to find out what exactly happened to him, and so because we're fucking, we watched the episode like he's dead. She fucking killed him. No we we, we he don't the he has like this high obviously one of kingpin's things is he has a high tolerance for pain he's very like, durable um even though we haven't got like an official confirmation from it but he is on the lam i believe i don't think he's been arrested he hasn't been detained he's just he escaped somehow from her gra- that that pissed me off because it just like He's just standing there with his hands up, and then it's just like you hear – I think you, you hear a gunfire, right, or something? Yeah,
2: yeah. I hated the ending because it's like – and now to tease you for something that we're never going to deliver on. its Like, honestly, it, I feel like if we see the scene again, it'll be her shooting the ground or shooting him in the chest where he has that Kevlar Which, fucking bodysuit. Okay, but but, like, fuck. Like, I just think it's, it's such a fucking floppy dick ending for that, <laughs> it, and it, I don't yeah. like it. That was I, Those
0: are my two biggest gripes of it, was that and then the, the fucking healing. Oh just like, I'm out. There's a lot of gripes. Everything else I could pretty much stomach. The LARP, I, I, I um, could t- tell Heather's ready to, to, to let go, so I'll let I'll Heather yeah, go. I'm, I'm 100% on the other side, I feel. <laughs> In New York City,
1: you have LARPers who are also fucking police officers. Uh,
2: okay, yep, I see where uh-huh. this is going and and what did they decide to be in a moment of crisis?
1: You fucking have them trying to direct people very laxadizely out of a chaotic shooting
0: yeah.
1: fiasco, mm-hmm. and they're just sitting there. This way, people, this way. You know what? They're never just gonna. They're never gonna listen to us. They 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 don't care. They're too scared. Put your fucking badge on your. I'm Chest. they'll listen then
2: no dress up like vikings
1: With it's, police time, guys. it's time they're not going to listen to us any other way <laughs> I completely
2: forgot about that it's so fucking stupid like it's it's.
0: They have to it took me completely
2: out of like the realist any realism of the show is so
0: dumb <laughs> uh, no oh, put on your
2: viking outfit <laughs> what the <laughs> but like it's so stupid. Instead of like, oh, we should put on our police gear, they put on their Viking fucking they shit and they start beating Thor- people's ass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay. It worked for Thor. And
1: then they, what about this guy, Kate Bishop, looking at Declan and Sword fighting like a fucking kid at a uh, it, it,
2: Honestly, every time I saw him there, I was, all I was thinking of dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean with the like, also the clown shit that was going on. I'm like, this is this is like, like it, it, it's when the show the show just takes. We're gonna be the goofiest fucking thing in the world. That like killed yeah. me, a hundred percent. And the oh god, Heather, you want to talk about the the greatness of the, the kingpin fight?
1: Just uh, I fucking hated I, that. Before I get to that, the, the during half of this entire engagement going on. Where's Clint Barton hanging out in the fucking Rockefeller tree having a conversation with a fucking owl? Oh, Why was the owl there? To this day,
2: I don't understand what that whole thing was.
1: It was just an owl. There's a lot of owls in New York City. Yeah. He was just in the tree hanging out and Clint's sitting there having a conversation with him. Motherfucker, you scaled down a goddamn skyscraper to get away from fucking aliens. You I wish the owl ripped his face off. Tree. But now... Yeah, that whole
2: thing was dumb as shit.
1: Now moving on to Fisk versus tiny little gymnastic bitch Kate Bishop.
0: Oh, yeah. It I hits... I didn't mind the fight so much, but... God. I... She's
2: dead. Immediately. Okay, I'll
1: get He slammed her not only on the ground, but into the shelves and into a fucking plate glass window. How the fuck is she surviving all this?
2: This is like... <laughs> I mean, this, this is like where there needs to be a, a line drawn for, is she superpowered or not? You have to make the distinction because eventually oh nothing matters when everybody is portrayed as invulnerable. I,
0: well, the only thing I will say to that is that, okay, I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying. However, this is also Fisk's, technically his first introduction in the MCU kind of have to make him look somewhat threatening in, in some way, shape, or form. Well, he looks... Saying, he gets beaten by a little right girl. I'm not, say, I'm not saying that it was executed correctly. <laughs> I'm just saying is that I get why they did that bigger picture. But, yeah, it's... He gets beaten by a
2: little girl, and somehow... The, the thing that I, like, picked up on immediately that I fucking hated... How did the mom hit him with a car? In drive. No, it's so terrible because I've rewatched the scene a couple times of how terrible it is. He literally leaves her unconscious in the car, takes three steps, and then her car, without any sound of it starting or driving, comes barreling at him at 100 miles per hour from the side that yeah, it wasn't the, even
0: parked that had the silencer <laughs> on the car.
2: It's so dumb. Oh my god, it
0: was so dumb. It's fucking Christmas, like, will you let it go?
2: Um, no, like, the, the the last episode of the show is fucking stupid,
0: honestly. No, I, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, uh, that there's a lot of, like... I, to be very honest with you, when I saw Fisk show up at the end of episode 5, or the reference to Fisk at the end of episode 5, I got scared. Because we already were just talking about how they just introduced a, a shit ton of new characters, and it's like, fuck... You've got one episode left to wrap up everything, and then you're gonna add Fisk to the pile. It's like fucking shit, man. That being said, um,
2: build up uh, to help her fighting Fisk. There's nothing there. Yeah, like I, the I, I didn't problem. care at
0: all. Oh, oh but uh, this is the other thing I was gonna say too. Um, the 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 uh, the watch. The yes, fucking watch. <laughs> Okay, so in the comics, and I hate saying that because I know I'm trying to do these movies without trying to do a lot of referential stuff, but in the comics, Hawkeye's wife is um so, so I'm trying to remember the name of the character, but it's another it's another Marvel superhero that has the same idea. Um, is she supposed to be Mockingbird? I was about to say. I think it's. I was gonna say it's either marking. I knew it was either Mockingbird or something else. Um, yeah, Laura Barton is Mockingbird, who is a former Shield agent. Um, that this was a reference to. That's it. <laughs> that's that's. The and end. Like they,
2: they
1: don't even actually. It was a men's watch, wasn't it?
2: Yes, and and the the thing that pissed me off the most is they ended with it being like, take care of your shit. Okay, at least tell people what the watch like this they overturned fucking report? New York City for this piece of shit the the
0: The implication is that um they didn't want her to be traced to being a former shield agent or at least that's what it was implied that somehow them getting whoever getting a hold of the watch would Connect her to the it basically would, would blow her cover as not being a shield agent or whatever the fuck it is. Which it doesn't make any fucking sense, it does not make any sense, and that's what's infuriating.
2: Uh, if I history. found a watch, I wouldn't know who its owner is,
0: especially if it's a I, male's I, watch. I, I know that's the part that pisses me off. It's like uh, your explanation's weak, your setup's weak, your execution's weak. Like it's all you could have literally just not done this whatsoever and just done like be home in time for Christmas for the kids. Period. You didn't need the the watch shit. So just the
2: the watch, and that Ugh. was from episode one. Set up like uh, like the show is bloated with unnecessary things. and things that they should explain, they don't. Especially like the watch, like and the people. Like I, I think honestly, like I would have cared more about Kate Bishop versus Fisk if there was any interaction ever. Oh, he's pulling the strings behind the yep. scene. Like yeah, he's pulling the strings behind the scene. But her mom makes all the bad decisions. Yeah. It should have been her mom versus her, but no, her mom has to be a good guy, and she drives a car out of nowhere that's in two funny. seconds. Um, it, I mean, I guess the ice, the the hockey, the ice hockey rink, or whatever they fight in at the end. But that's that's, that's kind of cool. The ice skating rink where everybody's allowed to skate. I, I like <laughs> that. I like that. Um, that scene, but the rest of fine. the finale was just like, yeah. and it. it, it Worries me the way that they used Fisk. Yeah,
0: because that's, mm-hmm. well,
2: uh, and at this point in time, um, when I watched it, because it just came out recently, or I at least heard about it recently, that they're not going to follow the Daredevil. Like it's not going to be a continuation. Correct. Yes. At this point, I'm thinking it's a continuation. I'm like, oh god.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's, they they Charlie Cox made it very clear, and and Feige cleared it up that Daredevil: Born Again is going to be a brand new telling of Daredevil. They're obviously going to use references from other MCU projects where we've seen Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox um, for potential setup, and who knows, probably get more actually in a couple days with She-Hulk. <laughs> but um, it's they're not following the Netflix series, which I think is a... I think that's a smart move for so many different reasons. Because um, that way they won't piss as many people off. But anyway... Um, But that does it for Hawkeye. That wraps up Hawkeye in a nice little um, cutesy little bow for the most part. So I'm going to throw it to Heather first. Um, Overall thoughts on Hawkeye, plus minuses, and what would you rate Hawkeye out of 10?
1: The the minuses right away. The fucking LARPing group that is also New York City's finest. Come on. That's why you need (laughs) it. the plus is they, they in my opinion they did okay with the story it, it's the it's the the continuing end chapter for hawkeye and then passing on the mantle of hawkeye to kate bishop essentially mm-hmm. so it, it, for that for me i was okay with it cuz we got him to the point of getting his closure for what happened with natasha right yep and then we also got him we got him accepting somebody new into the family Mm -hmm. continuing on his mentor's lessons not only just to him but to his wife and now to Kate Bishop Mm -hmm. which that's what they should have fucking done with the watch said it was their mentors but anyway because you know he was a fucking guy, yeah, but that makes sense. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, this started out being a seven for me, but then what they did to Fisk and just pfft, after that, it's it's down to a six point five for me.
0: I think it's fair enough. All right, basement
2: i mean calm down (laughs) no it does more good than it does bad uh the, the the show does i like in all honesty, i would have changed so much about this show it's there's too many people in it they try to do too much with the limited runtime uh the biggest one of the biggest scripts i have is clint barton is not the main character again in favor of putting someone else forward uh and the the whole time i'm thinking while watching this since we're doing this review of all the marvel stuff i'm thinking they're setting up a bunch of like new heroes man who's gonna be like the straight man or like you know the like who's gonna be the serious character since they're all fucking jokesters wong oh god he's a jokester too he's a jokester they're all jokesters
0: I didn't say he. I didn't say that he wasn't. I'm just saying he's going to be the. I mean, it, I it, like,
2: while watching this, I'm like, it doesn't really bode well for the future of Marvel when they literally have made. I'm going to say Yelena and Kate Bishop are almost the same fucking character.
0: They are dangerously close.
2: Um, I like the their dynamic together, but it could be super grating if it was to be a feature length film. So I mean, I don't really know where they're going, um, in terms of like character development because the. But uh, the show itself had some, like... like Out of the six episodes, three I felt were very good. Or good enough. Um, hated what they did with Wilson Fisk. I hated... I hated everything to do with her whole family dynamic. It was terrible. It was boring as shit. Honestly, it was so boring. Like, the the Jack and <laughs> no, her like, mom he thing. I was like, uh kill me. Like, fucking hell. And then Echo... Like, they introduce her, they have, like, her story play out, and then in the end, she shoots Wilson Fisk. It's like, okay. Sorry. I mean, are, you know, look, th- this seems like a fucking... an extended teaser for what's to come. And they kind of, like, Marvel has gotten to this... Well, this is fucking Marvel now. Like, you're gonna watch this movie, but what the movie's really about is what you're gonna watch next. What are I gonna watch next?! well, it's going to be about something that's coming next after that. It's like, man, a just tell a story a in and of
0: itself. Yeah, inclusion. <laughs> so out of 10, what would you rate it? Out
2: of 10 on Hawkeye, I'm, I'm with Heather, I think,
0: 6.5. I am going to rate this thing a 9.8. No, I'm right there with you guys, 6.5. <laughs> um, Like I said at the beginning, when I heard that Marvel was doing these Disney Plus shows to complement the movies. This tone is exactly what I thought every show on paper should be. I will admit that Hawkeye exceeded my expectations. I'll be very honest with you. I thought I thought that, you know, and mind you, I I loved I loved Falcon and Winter Soldier, thought Loki was awesome, I thought WandaVision was solid. What if uh but I, for the most part, genuinely enjoyed the Disney Plus shows, but I had my expectations set relatively low for Hawkeye because I didn't think they were going to do much with it as far as a bigger story. I figured this was like, I, I do. Do you guys think this is the last time we're going to see? You know, maybe outside of Secret Wars, um, Jenner as as Hawkeye. Do you think this is the last time we're going to see Clint Barton? Do you think he's done after this? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I. I think so too i mean no i i think it's a good way for him to go out i mean we yeah we something else really War, but...
2: do with him <coughs> i mean he, he could be like a figure like like you could have him if uh kate bishop goes on and does a show or whatever you yeah. could have him in the very beginning as being like oh your training is complete because he's still like
0: Cause we own star wars too
2: yeah but other than that, I don't see anything happening with this guy because no,
0: his I, story is told. There's no I'm, need. I agree with you on that one. So my, my point, though, is that, like, you know, um, I can't remember what my point was now. Jesus Christ. No, uh, it, it, oh, it, it, it kind of fit the mold as far as what I, was gonna, what I thought it was going to be. And I set my expectations low because outside of him passing the mantle to Kate, I really wasn't expecting a whole lot from this show. And... Not that I was expecting it to suck, but I just wasn't expecting major things out of it. And while in the bigger scope of the MCU, not really a whole lot happened. I mean, we did see the introduction of Wilson Fisk and Echo and a couple of other characters. There were things that I was not expecting that I was very happy to see. Fisk, even though his character was kind of on the sixth episode... But specifically, Yelena being involved was pretty fun, too. Uh, and Echo, I, I still I still love the character. I'm still in, uh, intrigued enough to see where the series is going to go, what they do in Phase 5. So that's why I gave a little bit of a higher rating, like the 6.5. I would maybe even go 7 just because I, expect, I put my expectations relatively low because I wasn't expecting much from this. Again, Christmas Disney plus Marvel show, you're thinking it's going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. But there was enough good acting. <laughs> There's enough good acting, good storytelling. I'm not saying it was great, but there was enough of those elements that helped me carry enough through it to to want to see how it was all going to end. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say with you guys six point five seven in my opinion. I'm um, telling you,
2: if you take away Christmas from it, for me, it would have dropped a whole point.
0: I agree.
1: agree. It's just keeping it in that short time frame of just a matter of a few uh, weeks. Uh, I, I feel week. like the Christmas
2: aspect of it allowed some of the goofiness to kind of work for me. Yes. If it wasn't, like, and and like, you take that away and then this movie is, sorry, the show is way too goofy. How dare you call this a movie?
0: Um, (laughs) No, you're not wrong. Way too goofy. But, but um, uh, yeah,
2: well, it wasn't the best that they've done, but it definitely wasn't the
0: worst. Oh, don't worry. We got more holiday treats coming up in just a little bit. But that's going to do it for uh, for Hawkeye on this edition of the Marvel Roundtable. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and joining us, whether here on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 20 goat, or on the podcast network where you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, Heather Baseman, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and uh, coming in for another fun Marvel Roundtable. Is there any last-minute uh, tidbits you guys wanted to say before we wrap up this edition?
2: Fuck the tracksuit mafia.
0: Fuck you! They are fantastic.
2: They're terrible.
0: You bro. say that until they start Hear knocking on your bro. door. Oh, they're not bro. gonna knock on your door because they get oh. the wrong. They're gonna get the wrong address. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> They're already all dead.
0: Um, so that's gonna do it for Hawkeye. Uh, we are getting, like I said, dangerously close to catching up with everything with the MCU. And man, next time on the Marvel Roundtable, I have a suspicion that we are going to be talking. For a long time in deep conversation about the next installment, which is going to be, which a lot of people argue is one of, if not the best, live-action Spider-Man movies ever in existence. As we see Tom Holland once again take the mantle of everyone's favorite web-slinging hero as he encounters the multiversal craziness and villains from other franchises. As we take a look at Spider-Man No Way Home. Does
2: he get home? <music>